0: Hey guys, welcome back to season two of the Breaking Western Podcast. We are talking to influencers and influential people within the Western industry for this entire season. Today is no exception to that. We have our first fashion influencer. (laughs) And today we are talking to the fabulous Shelby Bearclaw from Alberta, our first international (laughs) guest, Wild Rose Retro. Shelby, how the heck are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're oh, so excited. Thanks for being here with us. Yeah. <laughs> Little old yeah. us. Little old <laughs> us. So, Shelby, we've both followed you for a long time. We're huge fangirls, obviously, like everyone is. Um, but what does Western fashion mean to you?
1: Um, So, when I hear Western fashion, I guess I think of, like, the typical all-American cowboy, starched jeans, cowboy hats, so snaps. But I think today it's a totally different uh, market. Like now Western fashion is so much more mainstream. So I think the new Western fashion is all about incorporating those Western pieces into something that you could wear any day. You could wear it to the
0: office. You could wear it for a night out. And I love to see oh. the way that you style different pieces. I feel like you have some staple pieces and then they get styled to different events and different situations. And it's so, so cool that you do that.
1: I'm never wearing a typical Western outfit unless I'm barrel racing or, you know, doing something like that. It's usually just about incorporating those pieces into my outfit to make it look Western.
0: Mm. That's,
2: That's super cool. cool. We were talking about that with Kelly just last week about mm-hmm. how Western fashion really is making its way into more of the quote unquote mainstream. Yeah. And yep. it's it's interesting to see people, like you said, incorporating those western style pieces into outfits in this really like new and unique way
1: yeah totally it's so different from what it used to be i think like i remember being younger and when i was in high school I've always dressed Western, and when I was in high school, fat babies were really cool, so I wore fat babies and wranglers (laughs) everywhere, and that was Western, but now you go, (laughs) yeah, that was my style then, but now (laughs) you go out, and it's really anything goes, you can wear a romper and add a fringe jacket to it and some cowboy boots, and that's
0: Western, you know? We're just both like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, we remember those days. Let's not talk about them too much. Yeah. You know what's cool, too, is that you have a background in Western fashion. I know that's different for everyone, influencer-wise, like if they actually have grown up rodeoing or ranching or if they are just inspired by this style. So it sounds like you did grow up at least rodeoing. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I grew up on an acreage when I was younger. My dad, he rodeoed, and that's kind of how I started to get into it. And I've always had horses and rodeoed and been interested in that so that's definitely my background to it and I've always just been so I've always loved fashion and my fashion has kind of changed over the years and now I kind of know more of what my style is and what I like but I've always definitely have been like into the western aspect and style of uh, fashion.
2: Because we talk about this a lot kind of this this subtle difference between fashion and style Mm -hmm. like fashion being kind of what's trendy and what we're seeing a lot of people wearing versus style which is something so personal could you talk about that a little more like fashion what is fashion versus style
1: yeah so to me fashion is just basically what's in and what's new and then I think style is definitely how you put your outfits together and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they see oh bell bottoms are in but then they don't really know what to wear with that so Mm. I think style is kind of you always go back to those pieces if you have a certain style people can point it out and say oh that's that's definitely her style or that's who's ever and then I just think fashion is just so much more of what's popular at the time whereas style you can really make it your own
0: Oh, totally.
2: Love it. So then how did your personal style develop? You mentioned...
0: <laughs> we <laughs> have iconic, a strong image. Iconic
2: <laughs> fat babies in <laughs> Wranglers.
1: <laughs> but yeah. you have such a so I'm, I'm not going to lie. In high school, I did not have good fashion. I dressed Western, but it was not... I wouldn't say it was stylish at all in high school. And then honestly, when I kind of started... When I got into college and I started going out more, I started... Uh, like dressing up more and wearing different things and I think that's where my style kind of transformed into what it is today because I did, I was going to the little uh, local um, consignment stores and going to thrift stores and finding pieces I liked because I was a broke college student, so I was kind of putting those into my outfit and then I kind of developed from there what I liked and kind of
2: the vintage retro style that I show today. Oh, so is that where your name comes from? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. When I started,
1: I was trying to think of a name uh, because when I first started, there was a couple other girls that had just started too, Uh, like West Desperado was one of them and everybody seemed to have a name. So I was like, oh boy, I got to think of a name. So our, (laughs) our province is known as Wildrose County. So I incorporated oh. Wild Rose, and then I figured I, the name Wild Rose Retro just came to me because I wanted my focus to be incorporating vintage retro pieces into my brand.
0: Wow. That's really cool. And I love the vintage and the retro stuff like from a fast fashion perspective of like going away a little bit from buying new stuff all the time and being able to recycle Uh older pieces that are unique to you. Not everybody has them. I know it's frustrating. Some yeah. people are like, where do I get that? And you're like, ah, I found gotcha. it. <laughs> yeah. Really I know, cool. and that is the part that's hard is I get that
1: all the time. I'll have a piece and, oh, my God, where did you get that? But it's literally a one-of-a-kind piece that you're not going to be able to find. And that's why I like it too, right, is it makes it different. You can't go out and buy the same thing because that's a piece that I found that now I can incorporate into that into my outfits, you know, for
2: mm-hmm. years. Absolutely. I think you're inspiring all of us to level up a little bit yes, right now. Yes. <laughs> like really go out there and search for those search. unique pieces and not just like, you know, whatever you can get off the rack.
0: So talk to us about when you were starting to become an influencer, like you're on social media, you have a name, you have beat that <laughs> hurdle, you are ready to put yourself out there. What was it like the first time that you worked with a brand and like tell us a little bit about how you got into that?
1: Yeah, so I wouldn't even say my first starting point was working with brands. I kind of, when I first started, I worked with a local photographer, and then that's what kind of started the whole thing. I, I did a style oh. shoot with her, and then it kind of snowballed from there into working with all these different photographers, and then I started to incorporate brands after that. So I think from there, I kind of figured out more of what my style was, and who I wanted to work with and kind of vice versa. They saw what I was doing and they wanted to work, those brands
0: wanted to work with me as well. Wow. That's really neat because that's exactly backwards of how I would have thought that would have went of like, (laughs) I want to shoot these clothes and I don't have a photographer when in actuality, like I have a photographer and now people want to shoot, like have me shoot their clothes. That's really cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, and I kind of figured out, too, like, in the beginning, when I was working with those photographers, I could wear what I wanted to wear, you know, Mm. like, it was my clothes, what I liked, and it styled how I liked, so then I kind of could, it was easier for me to pinpoint my brand and what I wanted to showcase.
2: And that's, I think that's a really interesting and important point that you make there, because, really when you think about it you're marketing yourself to a lot of the the brands and the businesses that you're working with so you need to make it really clear who you are as a person and how you style a product to reflect that so that you're you're attracting yeah. things like in a really mutually beneficial way mm-hmm. Because really,
0: at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that do this, and so how do brands narrow down who they want to work with? It's going to go back to how strong is your brand voice, how strong is your style, does my stuff. Like, when I think Wild Rose Retro, I think badass, like, moody, grungy, like, um, a lot of, like, black and white, darker tones. Yeah, grit. Um, and that's not yep. everybody's aesthetic. And so that's cool that you have narrowed it down that much to when I look at a photo, even if your face isn't in it, I know it's you. Well, I like doing that. <laughs> so round of applause. <laughs> You're doing <good or> it right.
2: <laughs> so we were really curious about this. I and mean, I think you you kind of answered it for us already. But are you selective in the brands that you represent and the products that you work with? I know that you just talked about Um, you know, already having your own style, but what does that look like when it comes to picking out brands Mm -hmm. and then selecting products?
1: Yeah, I've always been very um, picky on who I work with just because if it isn't my style and similar to my brand, and if I'm not 100% behind the product, then I just don't feel like it's for me to promote. You know, there's so many influencers out there and people that are doing just as good as job, if not better, that could promote their product in such a better way if they're 100% behind it and believe in that product. So I've Um, always been picky in what I want to showcase because at the end of the day, it's my page and I don't want to be wearing something that I'm like, oh, I would never wear this out or, you know, a piece that I'm like, I don't really feel like this is me, but I have to put it on my page So I just make sure that it's what I believe in and it's what I like so that it coincides with my brand.
0: Mm. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about how that looks when it's actually happening. You know, if somebody reaches out to you, how many people are you turning down? How much do you turn down? Do you have rules as far as like, okay, I want to pick out the pieces or I want to be able to style them my way? Or how do you kind of narrow down what that looks like?
1: Yeah, I've definitely turned down people before, and I don't think it's it's nothing against them. It could be great brands and great companies that have cool stuff, but it just doesn't, it's just not my style. And I do always make sure that they're aware that if I am working with them, I do like to have an option in what I'm wearing and how I style it. And I think that is a big reason why some people come to me is they do like the way I style things. So I have quite a bit of freedom with that. And I don't really have to even, um, you know, lay that down for them. I think that they're aware that styling is kind of my niche and what I like. Mm. Uh, So, yeah.
0: I love that because we were just talking with Kelly too about one of her, uh, Lil bees Bohemian, one of her like pet peeves of working with an influencer is when you get a photo back and like every single piece on their body is from a different place. And so I have to imagine uh, that you going out and finding these like retro finds where there is yeah. no place to get them and then highlighting one piece that's accentuated by these vintage items is kind of like a dream come true because you're not worried about this um like working with other brands or it's awkward Yep. um but you're you're styling it and then that piece that they can go find is really like pulling the outfit together
1: yeah exactly and I think it's too like they for boutiques and stuff I've worked with boutiques and brands that say okay you can't be wearing this brand this brand because it's at competition for them mm-hmm. so if you're selling a piece for a brand just make a, make sure you're aware of what is what they're allowing and what they're not if they don't want you to be wearing a certain brand that's um similar to theirs then you have to respect that for them
0: absolutely
2: now is that always clear when you enter into these relationships with boutiques or brands like do they always tell you up front or do you find that you have to ask like questions yeah or navigate that situation and if you do like how do you do that <laughs> gracefully and if you're turning people down like how do you how do you do that gracefully uh, too yeah I just kind of express to them what
1: I am what my brand is and you know I'm not like rude or mean or I, that's not my intention at all it's not like they're bad brands I just say like hey I think somebody else could probably market this better than me then it's not really my style or whatever and as far as the um them letting me know what is allowed and what isn't usually typically brands and boutiques are pretty good with that kind of stuff um I do if I'm approaching people and it's kind of on my terms then I have my own rules and the things that I express to them okay if I'm doing a post for you this is the deal this is my rate. Right, this is how I do things, and then it kind of makes it clear for them as well. And then they know what they're getting out of it. So I think it's just important for both people to know what 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 you're getting from this collaboration or from this. Uh, business of working together
2: mm, yeah absolutely it's so much easier to mitigate that beforehand rather than dealing mm-hmm. with some sort of conflict <laughs> You're like, ah, we yeah have a problem. exactly and not being
1: afraid to ask them questions or you oh, know yes. making sure you know what they want out of the deal because sometimes it isn't always clear sometimes you know you might have a different idea than that business does for what they're getting out of the deal and then there can be some conflict conflict in the end so just knowing what um is to be expected from your part of the deal and what they expect
0: and is that something you've always been good at or is that a skill that you've acquired through no. trial and error <laughs> no <laughs> I would say it's definitely a skill I've required
1: just because in the beginning, I feel like nobody really knows what they're doing, right? right when you yeah. start a business and then you have these people approaching you you're like, well, whatever, like whatever you say goes and, you know, vice versa. So I think that you kind of learn um, through, and I know now too, working with other people and having my own deal is there are lots of boutiques and brands out there that don't know you know the rules of social media or mm. the rules of working with an influencer and it's just a learning process
2: and you just have to ask questions and be open with these people it's really easy to fall into thinking that asking questions is going to make you look dumb mm. <laughs> but yeah. really I think it it's makes like you clarifying. yeah I think it makes you look a lot more professional mm-hmm.
1: it
0: shows that you care definitely
1: yeah yeah yeah. And having even having like a contract isn't a bad idea, just mm-hmm. so it makes things clear and it's written out. You're not going back and forth because so many things can get lost if you're going back and forth on Instagram through Messenger, which is where a lot of these come in. Mm-hmm. But having somewhere where you're stating, OK, this is the deal is, isn't ever a bad thing.
2: So is that something that you have drawn up for yourself on your end in the event that a like boutique or contract. brand yeah, it doesn't have something like that available to you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I have, if especially if I'm approaching somebody, I have my own contract and deal of where I state what I expect from this um, collaboration. So it's definitely something
0: important to me. I don't think people get that. Yeah. I don't think people get the business side of being an influencer and that's something we hope yeah. to accomplish in this season, is that it's not just like a hey, cute photo. If and you send free. me I keep going back to a romper, uh-huh. I'm gonna make that my thing this season. <laughs> if you send me a free romper I'm going to take a picture for you, and am I cell? Am I not? But like, good luck. (laughs) But look how cute I am. (laughs) Yeah, but my face is cute and my makeup is great. So. Yeah,
1: it's so true. And there is a business side to it. And I guess it depends where you're at too. If you're, if you're just in it to, you know, you want to promote some stuff and you want to get some free clothes, then maybe that's not as important. But if you want to do it as a business, then I guess it just it that kind of stuff is important to have in place.
0: How do you feel about the word influencer? When that's, like, assigned to you, hi, I'm Shelby and I'm an influencer. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I like it. You I like think it? it's cool to influence people to want to wear something or influence them however you're influencing them. I think it's a huge compliment.
0: That is a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably beyond just go buy this. It's, like, it goes back to that. Like, we talk about when we are in high school, we read, like, We had Seventeen Magazine here, and we would read that and, like, oh, what's this actress wearing? And, like, it wasn't because she was um just like a regular person that we liked it it's because we loved the movie she was in we loved her talent we loved her look we loved her style it wasn't just you know so that's it is a huge compliment because somebody's saying I like you enough that I trust your opinion and also like I want to be you (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) yeah it is a huge compliment beyond just an influencer this last year you were voted the best western fashion blogger right for 2019
1: yeah they did it this year too they do it I think they've done it for three or four years now but yeah that was amazing I did not expect that at all because especially because I am from Canada and I guess I shouldn't put myself at a disadvantage because of that but it's you know it's just different I guess I feel like sometimes being in Canada and I thought The U.S. is so much bigger than here, so I'm like, there's no way that I will, even though I do have lots of followers from the U.S., but that was a huge accomplishment, and I I felt very fortunate to have that title.
0: I mean, we get that being from the Midwest, though, too. Is like unless you're from Texas or unless you're from you know wherever, it's like oh maybe you're not around the people you should be around or you should move or you should like I'm a country yeah. music artist, so move to Nashville. Like, there's all this pressure on location and to be like more yeah. Western. Yes, to be more Western because really, what does that word mean? Like west of the <laughs> Mississippi? Like mm-hmm. I'm confused. No yeah, hard to knows. say. No one knows. <laughs> Depends on who <me> you ask. <laughs> But have you found, like, challenges with being in Canada that... I want to say Canada now, because I've listened (laughs) to her talk. so pretty. Canada. (laughs) But have you found challenges with living there, other than, obviously, like, you have to travel more, which we totally get. (laughs) Yeah. No,
1: I actually... It hasn't been too bad. The only thing that sucks is I... Like, I love being from Canada, but... The weather here in the winter is terrible, so <laughs> I have a about like a four to six month time frame where I really like to shoot in because I oh. hate shooting in the snow
0: and in the cold.
1: That
2: so makes so much that kind of
0: is, is that what we should do, Abby? Says should us not... from
2: Iowa, we're like, oh, okay. winter so happens. Uh, Shelby
0: side story: <laughs> We went outside. When was that? January, yeah. and it was probably legit twenty below and Fahrenheit. it wasn't that bad and oh, no, it was so it's bad like 20 below like my fingers like you can't feel anything the pictures turned out great yeah. but it is such a challenge to like have seasons people don't get that oh yeah it
1: is because it's yeah and winter here is terrible it can be like minus 30 minus 40 snow up to whatever and I just I hate the cold so I don't like to shoot in it I know now I've tried to do it in the past and my face is always like a little terrible <laughs> you can just tell I'm in, that I'm in pain so I don't even try it anymore I just book everything in the summer and make sure that I have enough and if I have to do indoor shoots in the winter then great but I'm not going outside
0: So there's another thing is that there's a lot of planning ahead that people don't see. How much, do you use any certain apps to plan this ahead or is it just like, you know, you plan your shoots and then you have them on a folder and you post?
1: Yeah, I don't use any of the scheduler apps for posting stuff i usually i'm pretty um just kind of whatever i want to post and if i can think of a quote that's usually the hardest thing i have is thinking of a (laughs) of a good quote Uh, i get that (laughs) i uh (laughs) i just i don't i don't like to plan it ahead because if i have things that come up or whatever then you kind of forget about it and then oh yeah i made that post today i better be watching it so Mm -hmm. i just post when i when i feel like it and when i need to
0: do you watch times at all? I'm just selfishly asking these questions hey, And like, taking notes over
2: here. <laughs> time?
0: <laughs> yeah. Is that, when you, I post? Yeah. Do you do, like, the insight, like, oh, I have the most followers on at noon, so I'm going to post?
1: Yeah, I do, actually. And okay. I, I try to be consistent with it. Like, if She's I'm human. posting at a certain time, <laughs> I post during that
2: time just because I do notice that it does help. When you're, when you're going through and selecting your photos, do you tend to like try and mix it up between like the photographers who, who take those pictures or certain outfits or a certain vibe that you're going for?
1: Yeah, I definitely always try to mix it up. I I try to keep my aesthetic so that when somebody is showing up to my page, you get a variety of things. You're not just like looking at one outfit or, like, a couple outfits, I do try to mix it up so that there's other things in there, and I try to put some lifestyle photos in there and some other things, you know, I I do, I know I'm a fashion influencer and I love clothes, but I do try to promote more than that sometimes because I am more than that, but <laughs> I I definitely try to mix it up on my page just so that it is uh, attractive when somebody comes to it.
0: You know, and that's one thing I had to learn, like, Like I said, I play country music, and so, you know, people go to your Instagram to learn about you, and if you're not in the last nine posts showing who you are, anybody that shows up on a random day is never going to get a full picture.
1: Yep, exactly. Exactly, and if they see that, too, if they show up to your your page and they see all the pretty much the same photo pop up, it's like, oh, okay, well... On to the next you know it's not like oh what's going on here
0: Mm -hmm. you started working with a few different photographers that's kind of what led to people wanting their stuff in your pictures do you have any tips on choosing which photographers you worked with or were these just like friends of yours and you guys were just having a good time
1: Uh, No definitely I think uh, Choosing the right photographer is important Because it has to go with your style And what you like I've kind of learned in the past Because in the beginning I worked with so many different photographers I was very fortunate to work with Some amazing photographers and figure out what I really liked from them. So now I, I can be more a little more picky with, okay, I like your style, I'm not into the style. And like you said, my style's a bit more moody, grungy. That's the type of photographer I like to shoot with. I'm not the, like, whitewashed, airy, bubbly type... <laughs> type of style so <laughs> I I like I definitely have the photographers I like and I actually one of my favorite photographers that I do some work with is now one of my best friends and mm. I met her through doing this so it's pretty it's a pretty cool opportunity to get to meet these people and work with them and you kind of build a relationship from there
2: it really does come through in a photo if you yes. feel comfortable if you're comfortable <laughs> like oh being yeah it, and also the person 100%. that you're working with
1: I've done, yeah, I've done some, especially in the beginning. Now I kind of, once you get the experience and you know more about yourself working with these people, you can kind of get around that awkwardness and not really knowing somebody that you're shooting with. But I definitely like shooting with Jessie. She's the Bozolita photo that I do lots of stuff with. I definitely like, yeah, I love shooting with her because we just, we get along so good and it's just comfortable and it's way easier when it's like that and that is the photographer's job too right to make you comfortable mm, yeah. you shouldn't feel awkward but sometimes it's just how it goes <laughs>
0: yeah
2: do yeah. you have tips for people who are just starting out or who are new in front of the camera or or feel weird in front of the camera <laughs> which is so <laughs> funny, which, is, which is a I lot of us practice <laughs>
1: makes perfect with this type of stuff I mm. remember in the beginning I was no I did not feel like I was a model, and lots of the people that I worked with in the beginning were very, like, let's keep you moving, let's... Have
2: you distracted basically so that mm. they can get the shot? Have those weird photos in the beginning. Like, you don't have to post <laughs> them anywhere. You just hold on to those and yeah, say, Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> that you wasn't can post them, them and see. then archive
0: them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's called the blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it takes a certain amount of time too to get over that. Like the person you're shooting with, when they edit, is going to see the absolute worst of you, yeah. <laughs> and that's on them. Oh, yeah. That's their job. so <laughs> Sometimes our faces Definitely. just
1: look like that. Yes. has a highlight reel of me in her
2: <laughs> in her computer.
0: Amazing. I also have that of Angela. I was gonna say, yeah. There's there's quite a bit of that. We also have like a, a makeshift calendar girl photo mm. shoot for my boyfriend. Um, basically, me climbing onto things that turns out to be a little bit suggestive. <laughs>
2: I'm like, oh, Angela. Angela, no, don't do that. She's like, wah. <laughs> Maybe a awesome. little too much booty there. Yeah,
0: it's like your entire ass is out. I'm like, I'm just trying to climb up on this tractor tire. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any go-to, um, like, poses or things that you do that you feel comfortable with all the time are you like hold on put some like music on I need to dance like are there any (laughs) strategies that you have when you go into a shoot
1: I definitely have my go-to poses and I think that sometimes now that I'm doing more that's almost the hard thing is having those go-to poses because Mm -hmm. you almost get stuck in those so I'm always looking for new poses that aren't awkward because sometimes you can think you, I really like the high fashion editorial stuff, mm-hmm. but sometimes you try to do that and it's like, okay, what <laughs> is this girl doing? It <laughs> does not work because you're not, you know, in New York <laughs> posing a thousand dollar dresses.
2: And I'll fold it over like in yes. you know, a pair of jeans. Like, <laughs> it's
0: like oh, sweetie. Well, <laughs> it's also, it's,
2: also harder in what you're doing because on top of like taking a good photo and being in an interesting pose you also have to be showcasing whatever product product you're supposed to be yeah yeah
1: Yeah, exactly and that's important like working for some of these people on these brands if you have a logo on the front of your shirt and you're trying to do this crazy pose where basically just looks like a t-shirt then that person isn't going to be happy with those photos because their logo they can't even see their logo you always have to think about that kind of stuff too when going into a shoot and I always try to create like a I have my Pinterest and I always try to create a vision board just so that Mm -hmm. I have an idea of what the style or what the theme will be for the shoot and that's always super helpful and I try to make boards too where I have different poses so I can always go back and look on those and try them because I mean you always have to try things in this industry and that's what I've learned Is there's no harm in it because if it doesn't work it doesn't work you don't post it yeah
0: absolutely I think that has to be one of the things that's made you the most successful is that you're trying to all the time learn and innovate into new things. Like I think people that get stuck in their ways, like they might get successful at first, but the longevity is just not there because they're just, they're not trying anything new.
1: Yeah, definitely. And things especially with fashion, it's always changing. So you kind of have to change mm-hmm. with it and grow with it and look at what's new and what people are doing and not to do what everybody else is doing, but you kind of have to know what where the industry is
2: at. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And fashion and style both are risky in general, mm-hmm. right? Just by mm-hmm. nature. So I think it, it, it's so important to always be reminding ourselves that you know, like not everyone is going to like you know what I wear or my aesthetic and that's okay yeah yeah
0: exactly have you had any um hater experiences I'm curious
1: (laughs) I have actually I've had a few experiences nothing recently which I which is good I mean it's never fun to have haters or people trying to call you out or message you mean things but I think at the end of the day you just have to remember these people don't know you, right? They see mm. a picture and they can tell you that they don't like it or whatever. But at the end of the day, those people don't really know who you are. So I think that it's kind of, you can't be offended by it.
2: Oh, totally. yes. It Still sucks. so though. easy to fall into that <laughs> trap on the internet. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and especially in that influencer or brand rep role, you do make yourself really vulnerable. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. And that's the thing. That's why I think so many people are afraid to put themselves out there is because there is so many people like that on the internet.
0: But who are they to judge you? As you said, I have goosebumps. Yeah, she does have goosebumps. (laughs) Um, As they said, like, they literally don't know you. For the most part, they probably won't ever meet you. If they did, they would never be mean to your face.
2: And they probably don't care to know you if they're saying those mean things. So, you know, they're not worth anybody's time or energy. So true.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's interesting, the stuff you get sometimes, but really, it is kind of just its own little world, and people don't even realize what they're, you know, you're right, they would never say that to you, to your face, or if they saw you somewhere, they're just, everybody's brave when they're behind a computer screen.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh Well, I'm learning so much right now, too, because I never thought about the (laughs) level of confidence it takes to put yourself out it's there insane. as an influencer or a brand rep even down to like you said struggling to think of a caption Quote. so maybe yeah. like not making a post when you want to post a picture because you're like oh this caption isn't very <laughs> clever it's like why do we yeah. do that to
0: ourselves post yeah. it if you want to post it how many people don't even read captions either i'm raising my hand I know, I know that's what I know. I'm trying to think. <laughs>
1: That's why sometimes I just put emojis, because I'm like, I literally can't think of a caption for any longer, so I'm just going to put an emoji and be done with it, and it doesn't ever seem to
0: affect it, so. (laughs) We did that one day on our Breaking Western Instagram. We said, we have no caption, but we hope you have a nice fucking day.
2: like no filter or like no yes. caption needed. <laughs> no caption
0: needed. Low quality photo, yeah. high quality high people. Qual- <laughs> <laughs> so, Shelby, where do you see this all going? Obviously, this is a new industry. This is like nobody knows what the hell is happening. Uh there were no rules, <laughs> there's no handbook, there's no degree when it comes to um fashion influencing. So, where do you see this all going in say 5 to 10 years?
1: I really I don't know like I think the options are to look back and see where this has all came when i first started that's when instagram kind of first came out and so now to see what it is all about and it's totally different before you were on instagram you were just posting pictures of your cat and whatever it wasn't <laughs> yeah, talk like about in bad today caters. where people <laughs> are using it businesses are using it as they're paying for this because it's part of their advertising mm-hmm. budget so i think that i i don't know where it's going but
0: but you're along for the ride but, you're
1: but I'm along, I'm here for whatever is about to happen she's positively slaying <laughs> so in right. the meantime
0: <laughs> so true do you have any personal goals in the next you know five years when it comes to this kind of thing
1: uh yeah I still I, I want to keep doing what I'm doing um I I last year I had the opportunity to work with um three four of the high fashion western brands and that was kind of like the highlights for me working with some of those people and now I've really been trying to think about where I want to go next because to me that was like the ultimate goals and some things that I just never imagined would even have happened so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and working with these people and um kind of see where it takes me from there
0: so good yeah and also like yes queen like amazing <laughs> yes ma'am
2: yes
0: <laughs> but i know once you hit some of those big highlights you're like okay now what and There's it's, like it's actually
1: like i know period. yes that's how i feel this year like this year i've got to work with some new photographers which has been pretty cool and i've done some cool stuff but that's how i feel i'm like okay well i got to work with double like fly to texas and work with double d ranch last year now nice. What? like <laughs> nice I'm sure there'll be more and especially right now with everything going on with the economy and COVID and everything else it's so hard to kind of see where what's gonna happen in the next year or so because like right now I was supposed to go to Fort Worth in July oh I was actually supposed to be there right now (laughs) but because of yeah. <laughs> because of COVID and everything, uh the borders are closed, so yeah. I can't even fly internationally right now. So it's crazy what's happening, but I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with everything.
2: Uh, well, we can't wait to see where you go with it because yes. we love following along with you thus yes. far and we sure you're only going to do bigger and better things from here on out. Yes.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So, Shelby, tell us uh, where we can find you as far as the interwebs. That never closes. Thank God. (laughs) Bless.
1: Uh, Yes, exactly. So, my handle for Instagram is Retro, And then you can find – I actually just created a new website. So, it's www.wildrowsretro.ca. So, you can check that out, too,
2: and get uh, my contact info on there. And, Yeah. Woo-hoo. We love it. So everyone, if for some reason you're not following Mario's you Rose Retro yet, I'm not here to point fingers, but I am going to tell you Called out to go do it because you're missing out if you're not a serious style inspiration. inspiration. We love to see the vintage pieces. We love to see the way she puts everything together. And she does it beautifully. Like, what a yes. vibe on her page. So, so go check it out if you're not familiar with it yet. And if you are already following her, make sure you keep showing her some love. Because she is doing the <laughs> damn thing. That Instagram
0: engagement, honey. Yes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Like, comment, share. <laughs> Well, Shelby, thank you so much for joining us today on Breaking Western Podcast. We will see all of you listeners next week for another influencer or influential person within the Western industry. And we will see y'all then.